Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Listen to this. Broadcasting live from the heart of the Deep South. Let's do it. Heck yeah. This is the Magnolia State's Midday Meeting Place. Yes, indeed. It's good. Oh, man, I love it. The spot to discuss whatever's on your mind. Make Mississippi great again. Welcome to the JT Show. Welcome. Here we go. On Super Talk Mississippi. And now, here's your host, JT. Welcome back, everyone. Hour two, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. And joining us now on the show, Don Starnes McVeigh. Understand you recently got married. Is that right, Don? That's true. It ha- it did happen last weekend. Awesome! Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. You should be on a honeymoon. That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you between the Mississippi legislature and the. Louisiana legislature getting ramped up here soon. There's no time. No time. I understand it. Well, they're in session. Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kind of changed everything upside down. So uh, thanks for joining us. You are the national, you are the director, I should say, of the Mississippi and Louisiana region for the National Federation of Independent Small Businesses, and asked you to come on the program today to talk about I guess the latest round of the PPP loans that would have been enacted in the $900 billion uh, stimulus act that went into effect and was signed by President Trump a week or so before uh, he exited office. What's uh, are, are they starting to take applications now so that small businesses could go apply for these loans? How's that working? Yeah, they, um, they are. Applications are open, and we... Um, what we've been doing is trying to just get the word out to let folks know that if they qualify, you know, there were some different uh, sets of, of uh, qualifications for this go-around. You had to be 35% uh, down from your gross revenue from last year. Uh, so, well, of 2019 and during a quarter of 2019 and during 2020. So you pick kind of the quarter that was the worst and go from there and, um, that that'll be the idea behind that was kind of to be more targeted with yeah. the recovery efforts so that the folks who really were struggling who have remained unable to remained in a situation where they've been unable to kind of get back to where they were pre-covid or you know even whenever things did start to originally open it back up before these second and third waves um really try to help those folks especially the restaurant industry so um they are actually eligible. Restaurant and hospitality industry is actually eligible for three times the amount of their payroll as opposed to um, as opposed to the two times. So they they did some really good things in that in that piece of legislation, and we um, we're actually doing another round of our NFIB of our uh, webinars that we've been doing regularly since all this all started last year. 
And um, we encourage anybody to go to our website, whether you're a member or not. Um, we certainly love to have folks join our organization, but we really have been able to provide a great resource to folks to help walk them through the PPP process and some of the ins and outs of it. Yeah, so uh, just want to make sure I understood. <clears throat> The way I read it, it was a 25% decline uh, comparing one quarter in 2020 to the same yeah. quarter, right? Not I, I may have misunderstood you. Just wanted to clarify, it's 25%. In that, 25%. Yeah, okay. And that, that is, uh, that's a little bit different twist that no such requirement existed in the first round of PPP loans, which is, is uh, the reason so many businesses qualified because all you really had to do was uh, use those funds primarily for payroll. There was a, a list of, of expenses that would qualify, at least for forgiveness of the loans, but a certain percentage of it, I can't remember where they landed, 60, 70 percent uh, of it had to be expended on payroll. I think those same rules apply in this round, except you also have to at least show a need by comparing uh, and, and uh, substantiating that you at least had one quarter in 2020 that declined by 25% relative to the same quarter in the prior year. Did I state that right? Yeah, that's right. And sorry about that. 25% is the correct number. I was thinking I had the three times the amount yeah. about for the restaurants hospitalities. Um, no problem. You're right. And thank you for clarifying that. And Because it's true. And I think the whole goal, again, was to say, look, there are – there are some businesses who have been able to come back who, you know, really don't need another round of PPP. And so the idea was if we're, if we're able to target it to the folks who are really not not getting by, not not seeing their situation improve, yeah. if this second round will really give them that bridge to really truly remain open at the end of this, then, then that's what the, they need to do. And so... I think it's um, I think it's smart. I think they also did some great things with the approach to how you can go about um, how you can go about uh, deducting. You know, the federal t- they clean that up the federal tax yep. deductibility of the expenses. These are unexpected expenses that no one had planned in their bottom line. You know, plexiglass dividers, and sure. all the all the hand sanitizer and face masks in the world. You know, and so. Uh, some of those things were really important because just the, the, those types of expenses, again, for a small business owner, really add up over the course of a year, especially when they were not anticipated. Yes. Yeah, so, Don, what is the NFISB, your organization, what are you doing to, uh, to, to work with these small businesses to secure these loans? We're just trying to help folks understand how to navigate it, and we have a great our coronavirus page um, on our website nfib.com is really full of a ton of information, and um, and then we have our state specific uh, information that's available with different updates on you know closures and mandates and that sort of thing. But the the website we have the pay, the landing page we have there on our website is really very very much. Um, user friendly, a lot of frequently asked questions on there, and a little summaries and easy to understand. And so, we definitely would encourage small business owners to go to that website, check it out, uh, read up, participate in one of the webinars if they're available. Um, and even our past webinars are all loaded on our website, so you can go back and look at a particular uh, topic and and and, hear, and read about it, uh, and or listen to the whole webinar. So. Yeah. We just have really been trying, uh, and I'm really proud of this organization and what, what we do. You know, obviously, we're a membership-based organization, 
And so, we again, we want those members, but really it's just been it, the need is so great for small business owners to get information. And so I'm just real proud of the fact that we've been able to do that for folks. Sure. Great. So uh, turn our attention then to just the, the business climate. Uh, in the two states yes. that you that you work uh, for, what what are you hearing? I know you guys are interacting constantly with uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs. What are you hearing? How's it going? It it uh, seems like maybe it's a little better in this part of the country where we're more open up than than uh, certainly some of the coastal states. What are you hearing? Yeah, you know, Mississippi has definitely been more open than Louisiana even. Hmm. Uh, we, we took a step back back in November and we re- have remained in that, in that position and that's been very tough, uh, for our business owners who were really hoping for a, a solid fourth quarter. But in Mississippi, they've definitely, the approach has been a little bit more, uh, open and, you know, the county by county approach on the mask mandate and how to go about all that has been, uh, been more targeted, and really, um, we applaud Governor Reeves for doing that because he hasn't set arbitrary numbers on capacity and stuff that, you know, really, you know, really doesn't ultimately, you know, go with the data. Because, like I said, Louisiana took a step backwards, and our numbers continued to sky- skyrocket. The fact is, is that this virus is just very unpredictable, and um, you know, and really, business can only continue to do their part, but shutting them down is not not the answer. Um, the answer to keep them going. So really, we've um, we're glad to see we what we're hearing from our business owners is that they're a little bit more uh, a little a little less optimistic than they were at the beginning of this. Since it has gone on so long, now mm-hmm. the reality is kind of set in that this is something we'll be dealing with, and um, you know, and hopefully, as the vaccines roll out. Folks will start to, you know, if they want to get it, they'll get it. And if they, you know, business owners, um, our business owners are reporting that they, you know, are eager to get it. And they won't necessarily, you know, make their their employees do it. They've kind of said, you know, we'll, we'll just let them know the information about it and, um, you know, not make it obviously nothing about part of employment, mm-hmm. um, which would be terrible. But we just really want, our folks are just really encouraged by the fact that the vaccine is getting out and that hopefully that will then result in people getting back open 100% and the and government's kind of easing up on these restrictions. Yeah. And then ultimately what they're saying is they hope to have a, a solid end of this year, but they really don't think the economy will be back to where it should be but until the beginning of next year. Yeah. Totally agree. That's just the reality of it. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a little unfortunate because typically small business owners are pretty optimistic about things. Yep. But I think this has just lingered so much and it's been so unpredictable that, sure. uh, that it's kind of set in. Don, thanks so much for joining us today and congratulations on your recent marriage. We wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you all again soon. Sounds great. Don Starnes-McVeigh, the NFISB Director for Mississippi and Louisiana. Stay with us. We'll come back with another segment. And then don't forget, you can call us at the 1137 segment, 888-808-8637. We'll be back.
Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and 223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range. A totally new and different type of gun store. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. If you need a cash infusion after all your Christmas expenses, perhaps we can help at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowood. At DNS Diamonds, we are always purchasing diamonds, precious stones, gold, silver, and platinum in the form of jewelry or as scrap. We truly believe we pay more than anyone else for your pre-owned, broken, or unwanted jewelry. With gold prices hovering at near record levels, now is a great time to sell. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street, across from Amerigo in Flowood. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. JT. How provocative can he be? The JT Show. PG-13. Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. 
So we got the Super Bowl all set coming up. Bucks and the Chiefs. Tenth time for Tom Brady, arguably the GOAT. Forty how old is he? Forty one, two, three? In his forties. Forty three, I think. Forty three sounds right. He has won six Super Bowls. Going for his tenth? Yeah, he's played nine and won six of them. Now he's going to be playing in ten, ten. going for his seventh. Wow. Yeah, you'd certainly have to... You know, Kind of answers the question, the was goat, it Belichick or Brady? Yeah, exactly. Well, remember all the folks questioning the move from New England down to sunny Tampa Bay. And, first time ever, a contestant in the game... It's playing at their home stadium. How bizarre is that? It's really something. So 7,500 tickets for the big game are going to vaccinated health care workers. Vaccinated. Yeah, it's been a push since about halfway through all the lockdown stuff. Was How, how are we going to do the Super Bowl? Oh, wait. We should just let people that have been working their tails off, like health care workers, get to go. Duh. Yeah. So, the Miami Heat basketball NBA team, of course, they're trying to get more fans back. They're going to use coronavirus-sniffing dogs at American Airlines Arena to screen fans who want to attend the games. How crazy is that? Imagine you're walking through. You don't know if you're infected, perhaps. And a dog points you out. You, therefore, are not allowed to go to the game. It is kind of amazing what they can train dogs to do, though, nowadays. I mean, you have the the assistance dogs that help with diabetic kids Yeah, that can tell when their blood sugar is in trouble. How do they do that? They got great snozzes. They can smell way better than we possibly can imagine. Obviously. I know my dog can't. <laughs> But, so, is there some sort of smell, you think, that is emitted by someone who is infected? How do they tell blood sugar? Is there some change in the smell of the child? That I want to say with that, there is something biochemical that the dog can detect it. We just can't. That is incredible. So I would imagine with the COVID-sniffing dog, it's also something Gotta biochemical be. that... Yeah, we we could potentially smell it if we had like 50,000 noses. Yeah. So, get this, if you have some some disposition where you are afraid of dogs, you're fearful of dogs. Some people are, even even friendly dogs. Uh then they offer you the heat, that is, offer an option where you can just get tested. The standard rapid antigen test. They said they can process those tests in less than 45 minutes. So if you fear Fido, have no fear. The four-inch swab is coming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Blake from Matheson on the C Spire text line says, High blood sugar could put off a fruity smell. We can actually smell, but low is so faint. It's so faint we can't smell, but dogs can. Yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, that sounds reasonable to me. It's it's interesting though. And Jamie from Oxford said something similar. Diabetics give off ketones in their breath when their sugar goes up. Well, I appreciate that. I'm learning something, but it had to be something 
that would trigger smell that is consistent in order for it to be effective. Right. Uh, that makes perfect sense. But it, it's kind of interesting, though, using it at an NBA ba- using dogs at an NBA basketball game. Heck, we just need to have a bunch of dogs out there. We could ramp up this testing pretty quick if we could teach them all how to detect COVID. That's right. I don't I mean, wonder. Do you have how many places have the the sign on the door with the mask required, and then you got to get the temperature check when you're coming in? Very true. And nine times out of ten, you're a good five degrees below what you're supposed to be on those things. But whatever, I get the the point. But if you could replace those with a dog sitting there, just yeah, he's good. That'd yeah, be pretty good. cool. She's cool. He's yeah. good. Let him in. Nope. Nope. Don't let them in. Like, if you could do that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty cool if you think about it. So, you know, what's amazing is even with all the modern technology and all the innovations to detect something like coronavirus, the dog's nose is still <laughs> – that's, that's a constant. That hasn't changed through the years, right? Because well, I mean, there was a, I saw it over the weekend. It was a miniature drone that they had attached uh, an antenna from a moth. So they they had the technological drone and they were attaching the biological component of a detached moth antenna, and the drone could follow smells using the signals the antenna was picking up. There you go. That's uh, phenomenal, but really cool. So when you combine such modern technology as a drone with with something that's just biological innate in a in a dog in a canine value is provided it's, it's cool i think so um so what do we got here uh let's see some people have been arrested. This is uh, on the ceasefire text line. Some people have been arrested for DUI, and they're diabetics. That's from James. Yeah, yeah. The, if your blood sugar gets out of whack, it can cause you to have all kind of cognitive deficiencies, slurred speech, motor functions become disabled, and to an untrained eye, it can definitely look like intoxication. Interesting. How about that? So, Sean and Clint says, I recently had a rapid COVID test, and thank God they have new, much less invasive testing methods. Don't have to go up to your brain now. I think there's still some question, though, is there not, about the false positives and the accuracies? Even on the the most reliable tests, there, there's some question about that now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not where they would like for it to be, but it's a heck of a lot better than what we were when we started. I think that's, uh, I think that's an accurate way to describe it. That's absolutely true, but... Very, uh, very interesting, uh, I thought. So the other thing, the Super Bowl, given that that's coming up, uh, is it the seventh? Couple of weeks, I think. It'll be two weeks from yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. So there, there, uh, a lot of the traditional advertisers are backing out this year. Yeah, uh, the big one that was making headlines this morning is Anheuser Busch for the first time since their big Bud Light push in 1983. Will they not have? Um, a, a big top kind of production for Budweiser, which usually they have the the multi-commercial narrative, or they put a whole bunch of money into one long commercial for the Super Bowl, and it's advertising their flagship brand of Budweiser. Mm-hmm. This year, Anheuser-Busch has decided 
not to push that to spend the money they would normally spend on a Budweiser ad on raising awareness for the vaccine and helping get it out. They're still going to advertise the Bud Light seltzers and the Bud Light and all that kind of stuff. It's just they're they're taking a chunk of what they were going to spend. Kind of like with Pepsi. Pepsi's doing the same thing. They're they're sponsoring the halftime show, so they're not buying advertising. That, that I guess their boardroom figures we've spent enough. We bought the halftime show. We don't need a third quarter commercial. Yeah, they said they're going to double down. Is the is the word from their their management on the twelve minute uh, twelve minutes that they're sponsoring essentially in the middle of the game at halftime. So a, a thirty second ad is fifty five million dollars this year. It seems like in the past, Rhino, that like Budweiser has had like two-minute ads, ads that have extended beyond the traditional 30-second or minute-type ads. Yeah, depending on the year. Yeah, for, expressly for the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. So. Like uh, after 9-11, the first Super Bowl following 9-11, Budweiser took out, I want to say it was either a minute and a minute and a half, somewhere around there, and aired a commercial that they promised they would only air one time, and it, they've They've held up to that. They've only aired it once. It's on the internet, and you can find it. But mm. the Clydesdales getting yeah. out of the barn, going yeah. to the to the island, and, and kneeling, looking over the skyline where the twin towers stood, they they dropped a significant amount of money into that one. You know, you think that sort of patriotism still exists in this country? If there's one thing that I recall in my life that seemed like it really united the country, if you could call it that. It was 9-11. seemed like that that folks on all sides of the political spectrum and and just uh, regardless of their ideology came together in denouncing that and supporting first responders and so forth. And I, I think it kind of sparked uh, more sentiment of patriotism and and um, just belief in the goodness of the country. Man, it seems like we're going in the other direction. When we come back, don't forget the phone lines are going to be open. You can give us a call at 888-808-8637. Looking forward to hearing from you. Gerard and Rhino on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. As a small business owner, you know that running a business is no easy task. You're in the office and on your third cup of coffee before most even roll out of bed. That's why you need office equipment and solutions that help keep your business running smoothly. The experts at RJ Young provide office technology that ensures your business's network stays efficient and secure. So you can focus on what truly matters, growing your business. To discover how RJ Young can help your small business grow, visit rjyoung.com slash smallbusiness. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bath Fitter. 
Start off the new year with money-saving cheer during a New Year celebration sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. 2021 is here, and it's finally time for you to get that new vehicle you've been waiting for. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we resolve to save you money on our entire selection. So right now, pay just $179 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $179 per month. And pay only $319 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlanders. Plus, we're giving you a 43-inch TV with every purchase. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come say big during the New Year Celebration Sales Event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1640. Outlander stock number 1605. 1999 down to 4% for 84 months. Professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. What if you could save a life today? What if you could save three lives today? You have the chance. Right now, Mississippi Blood Services is currently seeing extremely low inventory of all blood types. We are urging all eligible donors to download the free Mississippi Blood Services app and locate the nearest blood drive to you today. Every donation of blood has the potential to save three lives, and you can be that lifesaver. Be a hero. Be a donor with Mississippi Blood Services. Find more info at msblood.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. Governor Tate Reeves, who is just completing his first year as governor, will deliver a State of the State address tomorrow. Reeves will discuss the many challenges of the past year and lay out his vision for the year ahead. The address will begin at 2.30, but due to the pandemic, it will be held outdoors on the steps of the Capitol with no audience. In an effort to address the teacher shortage in Mississippi, Senator David Blunt says the legislature will work to allow a teacher license to transfer across state lines. He explains it currently does not. You either have to show where you're going to cut the budget to reduce the services that are paid for by that revenue, or you're going to have to show how you're going to make up the revenue. And just wishful thinking about growth without any serious documentation is not a serious proposal. Last week, the Senate passed the teacher pay raise bill. I'm Kelly Bennett. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi reminding you to check out the College Football Fix every weekday at 5, driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, get tough trucks and great deals at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Starting with Ford F-150, built with outstanding power and smart features and the impressively capable 2021 Super Duty. No wonder F-Series is America's best-selling truck for 44 straight years. Test drive one today and don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. 
In a world full of noise. Devastating the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. JT. JT. I have no obligation to tell any of you anything. It's the JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi. take it right back here at the jt show super talk mississippi rhino a couple of questions about the super talk app now i know we're going through some website conversions uh what can you tell us about that yeah we're uh we're switching some things around so you might experience some downtimes on the app uh you shouldn't impact any of the live streams for video on roku or cspire tv or anything like that but you may see some downtime with the app between now and about the end of the month. What about uh, listening on the full website? Uh, that will be hit or miss as it transitions as well, but everything should be squared away within a week or so. Okay. So doing a little re- remake around here, trying to uh, spruce things up a bit. Appreciate uh, the company for doing so. I think folks are going to like it. I think they're going to like the new look and feel and the new branding and so forth. Super talk, the brand. So really cool stuff. Give us a call here. Uh, the phone lines are open, 888-808-8637. We'll talk about whatever you want. A lot of stuff going on today. President Biden signed two more executive orders today. I believe that brings the total to 32 since he's been in office. And uh, one would uh, reverse Trump's order, which banned transgender individuals from serving in the military they now will be able to serve in the military. And then the other one is kind of this Buy America First. I haven't dug into the details of that yet, but I don't know how that differs a whole lot from President Trump's narrative and agenda of of putting this country first above others. And you got to think that it's likely this, this new procurement guidelines likely have uh, I guess lots of rules in them about doing business, even more so than is currently the case, which is hard to believe, with uh, various minority-owned businesses. It, it uh, I've run into that myself, uh, just in dealing with the, the federal government, the public sector. It's, it's virtually impossible, frankly, unless you're a minority, to win any kind of major business. Uh, so we'll see where all that goes. But, uh, you know, already... The um, the bill that he passed, that he I should say the order that he signed last week, which essentially allowed uh, it was intended to eliminate discrimination um, based on sexual orientation or or even biological sex. But it, there's some something in there, uh, or that bill exactly. I think what it permits is uh, for a K through 12 student, you can participate in whatever sport you want to. 
based on how you identify from a biological gender perspective, including what bathrooms, what locker rooms, and so forth you want to use, that's now getting attacked by feminists and members of the LGBT community that see that totally different. So, interesting. We got Ricky from Pedal wants to talk about the Keystone XL pipeline. Morning, Ricky. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it so much. You bet. Quick question. Uh, I know this uh, probably not going to get a lot of traction one way or the other, but during all the uh, uh, process of the voting and the election back in uh, November, October, September 2020, all of these states, uh, such as Pennsylvania, which elected to let all the um, uh, ballot harvesting go out and early voting go in, uh, that actually probably really caused Trump the election, um, they did what they wanted to do. So in regards to, say, businesses and, and operations like the Keystone Pipeline that are traveling across the whole entire United States and going through multiple states, why can't those state governors that want it to be in their state leave it open and uh, and just defy the uh, uh, presidential uh, mandate he's putting out to shut it down? Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly a, a reasonable question, and and I think the the high level answer to that, Rhino, is yes, you, you seek some sort of relief and remedy in court when you got the federal government that. Uh, by virtue of signing a, an executive order coming from the president from the White House, shuts down some or part of a business or imposes or infringes on a private sector business like that, you know, they, they obviously have incurred some sort of damages as a result. And then there's the question about the, uh, the uh, breaching of that contract, because it does have a term. There's been That's been brought up as well. But And if I'm not mistaken, Rhino, is has a state yet signed on to a lawsuit? I don't think so, but I think this Utah tribe has, and I think New Mexico is signaling an interest in such a lawsuit. Now, Texas, I believe, has already sued the federal government for the immigration executive orders that were passed. So I, I think, uh, Ricky, just short answer to that is you got to take them to court. Well, I, I agree, and I think they should. I know if I was the governor of one of the border states, I would be moving the um, military, my National Guard or something down there. I wouldn't just let the gates open on my state and then flood my state. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, Appreciate that, Ricky. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I mean, that's you hate to see it come to that where where states are are fighting and, and leveraging, sort of weaponizing the National Guard uh, in an effort to uh, fend off executive orders coming from the White House, that's, I get it, you know, because it's crazy that you sign these orders and, you know, with the swipe of a pen, the stroke of a pen, you got 11,000 people out of work. It's just so contradictory to the message delivered uh, throughout the campaign trail. So I guess you're 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 putting the climate activist into some state of euphoria, but you're aggravating workers and their unions and private sector companies that probably supported you to some extent, certainly from a union perspective. So that it's just another situation where these these the rights or excuse me, the orders that are designed to help one group of people trample on another. 
just across the board, that's the way those orders work. You, you could say that the $15 minimum wage proposed, maybe that helps one group of people, but it hurts another. There's an article I read over the weekend about uh, a, a pizza shop. I want to say it was Ohio. Basically said, well, the cost of a pizza is going to go from $14 to $19, and and you know how that's going to impact demand. And I heard Biden say, well, if you work 40 hours a week, you deserve, you deserve, you work hard, you deserve to participate and experience the American dream. No, you don't. You're entitled to an opportunity, and that means, in general, you get out of the way. Government gets out of the way. And, and that's what you're entitled to. You're not entitled to the American dream. You're not entitled uh, to a specific outcome. And that's what's being promised. That in fact, is socialism in a soft sense. But some 17 million people are thought to benefit from an increase of uh, the minimum wage to $15 at the federal level. I think that ought to be something the states deal with. Everybody knows $15 in the middle of New York is totally different than $15 in rural Mississippi. Um, And maybe that's because of the approach to government. Maybe they ought to take a little heed, and you know it doesn't cost as much to live and uh, to get your slice of the American dream in certain areas based on the way government is encroached and and uh, runs the show there. So it, it's uh, you, you could certainly say that. It, okay, so it helps the workers, but the small business owners that have to deal with that uh, they suffer the consequences. That's not fair. Of course, I know what the left thinks. Well, they can afford it. They're, they're business owners. They're entrepreneurs. They just come out of their pocket, out of their profit, out of their personal take. No big deal. They can afford it, which I get so sick of hearing that. But it is thought that of those 17 million, that about 60% are between the ages of 16 and 24. But anytime you hear Biden and the Democrats talk about the need to raise the minimum wage, they want you to believe that there's just a large number, millions of people that are trying to run four-person households on the minimum wage. And it's just not true. It's not intended to be permanent. It's not, it's not intended to be a, a situation where that is the, the maximum that one aspires to. So that's completely misguided. We've got Mike from Tate County who wants to talk about the cost of Biden's executive orders. Morning, Mike. Thanks for calling. How are you, sir? Great. Good. Uh, just a uh, fallout from this uh, election we just went through, as, as nasty and ugly as it was, that uh, Mr. Biden undoing uh, President Trump's trade agreements. Uh, I'm in agricultural manufacturing, and uh, my vitamin E cost just went up two dollars a pound because my wholesaler, because it's imported. Hey, Mike, excuse me. We got a we got a break coming up. Can you hang with us? Yeah, we'll get you when we come uh, out of the break here. Uh, Mike from Tate County, stay with us. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports, brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. Since the current pandemic struck Mississippi, thousands of nurse practitioners have answered the call. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners provide over two-thirds of all primary care, reaching our most impoverished communities. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners spend time understanding their patients' needs and save Medicaid and Medicare millions. We're here for you. But current laws limit how nurse practitioners can help your community. Let your local legislator know how much nurse practitioners mean to you. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Well, as the world's blandest man, the idea of insurance made for me is almost riveting. Big fan of beige? Mm, I find other neutrals too unpredictable. That's cool. Liberty Mutual's just here to protect your home with customized insurance. And here we've got my doorstop collection. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. More transparency of the data released for the National Ag Statistics Service and adoption of the new and innovative technology would help improve confidence in the agency's estimates. That according to a report from the American Foreign Bureau Federation. The group also said the agency needs to deploy even faster computers and needs more resources to boost its development of more innovative ways of data gathering and analysis. The group also pledged to work with the National Ag Statistics Service to help in the effort to bolster their data, including what the group said was key to finally and most importantly, farm bureaus across the U.S. should actively work to encourage farmers' accurate and timely participation in the National Ag Statistics Service data collection efforts. The American Farm Bureau put the working group together after its members voted to have the group study the NASS data collection and reporting methodologies. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Mississippi Agri-News Network. Need a career, a job, an opportunity? If so, Mississippi Community Colleges are your affordable solution. As experts in training people for high-paying careers and connecting people to opportunities, Mississippi Community Colleges can help you achieve your dream. Visit your community college for more information on the My Best program and other career pathways. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board. For more information, email info at mccb.edu. C Spire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. C Spire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be... C Spire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trade-in. 
Now here, back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson Metro area. Right now, more of the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi, 97.3. Have time to talk, but still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead, text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Welcome back to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino, we got Mike from Tate County. Before we went to break, Mike was uh, going to talk to us about uh, the cost of Biden's executive orders. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks for holding. Well, it just, uh, it's a cost. It's a, with Biden looking at undoing President Trump's trade agreements that we in agriculture are very vulnerable to, mm-hmm. I only have one supplier of vitamin that, and it comes from overseas. And that one supplier, I, I don't have any competition in that. You know, I, I got one guy we got to buy it from. Hmm. And Monday morning, he goes up $2 a pound on his vitamin E because he said, I don't know what my next costs are going to be, <clears throat> so I'm going up on my price. So take it or leave it, and there's no one else that I can buy it from uh, in the United States. Hmm. So, you know, we in manufacturing are getting, you know, we're being leveraged uh you know, and those costs are directly related back to our finished goods, and uh, it's a domino effect. And another example of that, I was at a, at a feed store in South Mississippi. It had four pallets of uh, barbed wire ordered from a supplier out of San Antonio, Texas. He got an order acknowledgement that that shipment was shipped to him, but he did not get a cost confirmation on it, according to what they agreed to. And he gets four pallets of uh, Bob Ward delivered to him, but he doesn't know what his cost is because here again, it's come, it's an Im- imported. Yeah. The, the uh, steel company in San Antonio, Texas, on price it to him. He said, "Yeah, I'll ship it to you, but I don't know what my cost is." So mm. we're we're in for a very rocky year, 2021 in agriculture, and these costs are going to come through the pipeline to the retail customer. So just put on your put on your uh, seatbelts is what I'm trying to tell the public. Yeah. Appreciate that, Mike. Thanks for calling in. So I, I agree. I, you know, I it, it bears repeating that it's faith, confidence, and certainty. That's what that that's what drives investment and expansion, and, and job creation. And when you're dealing with a situation where you don't know what to expect, you can't find out, as Mike suggests, what the price of of goods are inbound. That uh, that you've got suppliers that are trying to figure out how to price their goods because they're unclear about the the uh, trade environment all of that is problematic there's no question about that uh, this the same of course applies to the prospect of more taxes new taxes more regulations shutting down pipelines uh, the bottom line is that that uh, reduces the available oil and and the as you recall, Rhino, one of the the primary benefits of the pipeline was to finally make this country energy independent. By the way, its capacity is uh, when it gets started shipping uh, 
raw product, crude oil, down to the refining area of Texas and other refineries. 700,000 barrels a day, up to 830,000 when it hits full capacity. That's a material number. So yeah, if that's not available, oh, but by the way, they're still going to truck. This one's crazy. They're going to deliver the crude via truck. Like, I think that creates more CO2. It's just, it's just an appeasement to a faction that supported the president. That, it, it's not rooted and grounded in, hey, is this good policy? Is this good for the country? Is this good for America's citizens? That just seems to take a back seat. It's more about, well, I'm going to give this group this and that group this. And what again, what ends up happening is, inevitably, you step on others in doing so. So I guess, the, like I said, the climate folks are all happy about this, but those of us that have to hit the hip at the pump every day to drive our vehicles to move about to work and, and provide uh, a livelihood for our families, we just got to pay for that. I mean, that's, that's the, the thesis behind that. So it's, yeah, I agree. Mike is absolutely right. You got to have faith, confidence, and certainty. I don't think we have that right now. We just don't know. And any day it could be another group that, that uh, gets to Biden and says, you got to do this, that, and the other, and he capitulates, and your life's turned upside down. Someone else texted in, um, let's see, Kyle on the C Spark text line, just wanted to point out that, yeah, it's not just the 11,000 workers on the pipeline. There are a lot of, of other uh, re- related jobs and, and economic activity to that, no doubt about it, Kyle, excellent point, that are impacted. It's not just the direct workers on the pipeline, but that's so secondary to a Biden and, and, uh, and his group. It's just, that doesn't even enter into the mind, I think, when he's signing those executive orders. He's on auto pen, folks, in my view. Well, when we come back, it's Monday. That means it's time for Mississippi Outdoors Radio. We'll be back with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks panel. Stay with us. for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Former President Trump's impeachment trial technically starts this evening with arguments starting February 8th. Impeachment managers expected to walk the article to the Senate around 7 p.m. Eastern. After the article is transmitted, there will be a two-week pause to allow the former president to prepare a defense. Once the trial gets underway, senators will listen to arguments six days a week, breaking only on Sundays. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. Regional stay-at-home orders are lifted in California because of improving coronavirus conditions. And the drug company Moderna reports its vaccine is effective against two new coronavirus strains, and it's working on a booster shot for one of those. These strains are now found worldwide, but were first identified in the UK and South Africa. Moderna says the vaccine had the same effectiveness against one of the strains, slightly less effective against the other, still above the threshold for working to protect patients. Fox's Devin Brown. America's listening to Fox News. 
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. As a small business owner, you know that running a business is no easy task. You're in the office and on your third cup of coffee before most even roll out of bed. That's why you need office equipment and solutions that help keep your business running smoothly. The experts at RJ Young provide office technology that ensures your business's network stays efficient and secure. So you can focus on what truly matters, growing your business. To discover how RJ Young can help your small business grow, visit rjyoung.com slash smallbusiness. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. There's a manhunt underway in Scott County for the father of a child who was found dead in an abandoned truck. Authorities say James Harrison Jr., his two-year-old child, and seven-year-old stepchild were reported missing Friday. Both children were found in the truck, and it is believed the youngest child may have died from exposure, but an autopsy will determine the cause of death. For the first time in a month, the Department of Health is reporting less than a 1,000 new COVID cases. Today's report of 927 new cases brings the state's total to just under 265,000. With the confirmation of five additional deaths, 5,777 Mississippians have now passed away from the virus. To date, Mississippi has administered just under 180,000 doses of the COVID vaccine. For more information, find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Honey, are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. <laughs> Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Inauguration Day has come and gone. What are people saying about the next four years under President Biden? Unity is something very important, and I'm looking forward to it. This was unfair that things weren't answered properly. I hope Trump has a good time in the future. I don't think Biden's in control. I think, honestly, Paris is. I'm just very moved. This is very moving. I cried the day Biden got elected. You'll be seeing another Mississippian on HGTV soon. Mississippi Power's external affairs manager Annie McMillan will be featured on Hometown with Ben and Aaron Napier. The series is based in Laurel. McMillan will discuss how to save money on energy bills on the show which airs January 31st at 7 o'clock. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Y'all know that in Mississippi, we have some of our most fun experiences outdoors, especially during hunting season. Hi, this is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Each year, our agency provides services to Mississippians who have been injured in hunting accidents. Please remember, ATVs are not toys. Always wear a helmet, only have one rider at a time, ride an ATV that's right for your age, and supervise young riders. This hunting season, when it comes to ATVs, remember to ride safe and ride smart. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show is presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. The Foundation supports projects associated with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks to protect and preserve Mississippi's wonderful wildlife heritage for generations to come. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mississippi Wildlife Radio, Outdoors Radio, excuse me. We've got uh, in the studio with us today Major Chris Reed. Hello. Morning. How afternoon, Chris. Well, yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, two minutes past it. And also in the studio, Josh Carver, Marketing and Communications Coordinator. Guru. Good to be back. Man, glad to have you guys in. So we wanted to start off by talking about youth squirrel hunt. That's, Tell us some key dates there and what's going on. That's right. So uh, youth squirrel hunt is open for applications until this Friday. So if you have a, a youth or um, somebody that wants to participate in that, we've got five different locations across the state that, that we'll have an event on February 13th, which is a Saturday. So we're trying to get uh, get those events spread out so there's mm-hmm. something for everybody throughout the state so you can go on to our website um and apply there there's a a, a link there on the home page um and this is a, a free event so uh guns and ammo are provided so it's really geared towards that first time hunter that youth so if you've got a grandkid or a child that would like to get out and um try a little bit of squirrel hunting. 15 and under Yes, age, Josh. I believe so. Yeah, so those are going to be kind of scattered about. Um, one of them will be on the Pascagoula uh, River WMA down in, along the coast, uh, Caney Creek in Scott County, Morton area, Kapai County WMA, uh, which is located around Hazelhurst in Kapai County, hence the name. Canal Section WMA up in the uh, northeast part of the state, and then at Camp, Camp McCain uh, around the Grenada area. We used to, in the past, um, Gerard hold these kind of in in some of the areas in the Delta, and I know last year they had to be canceled due to the the backwater flooding and um, you know we, when you're a kid at that age and you're signed up for something like that and you know some unforeseen circumstance that you know a youth they can't even comprehend well, why is it canceled what do you mean it's flooding yeah. you know it, it hadn't rained all week why is it flooding so <laughs> yeah. you don't want to like destroy their little so we've kind of tried to scatter that around and and get those areas that 
aren't as prone to flooding. And, and luckily, this year the South Delta has been behaving, and uh, the water is really, really low over there, which is a good thing. We need a break in that part of the world. But um, yeah, and some some things you can expect, I guess, if, if this is your first time uh, uh, going to one of these events. But there'll be a, a, a meeting of everybody that's participating. Um, they'll uh, kids will be able to see the. Squirrel dogs work. Um, there's going to be a portion about shotgun safety, uh, a little bit about the management of the wildlife management areas and all that type of stuff. So it's not just a show up and go hunting. It's a right. little bit of an educational They'll thing. They'll leave with something. Do. Yeah. Other than squirrels. That's right. Some knowledge. So I'd kind of forgotten that it's, it's been a year uh, since the, the floods ravaged our state Ooh. and the area. But yeah. with the pandemic sandwiched in between right. that, that's kind of a distant <laughs> memory. I know. You know, if you think about it. But... That was a big old problem. Yeah, for the last uh, few years, you know, the last two years, eighteen and nineteen seasons have been closed right. early, all that type of stuff. So yeah. this will be the mm-hmm. first time we'll, we'll make in it to the years. end. Yeah, and uh, and so you know, we we hope that um, that all of those that were affected by that have have recovered, obviously, and are, are progressing, you know, positively in that part of the world. And man, that that stuff is. It's no fun, um, you know. You, minute stuff like hunting season being closed is, you know, when you compare it to people's livelihoods in their homes, you know, that puts it in perspective. And so, sure. uh, it's just good that this year we're able to not be affected. You know, we'll probably have a flood, but this time last year the the gauge was like ninety feet already, right? And so, progressing towards another terrible, terrible situation. So we're we're good right now. So. Um, it's good, and this squirrel hunt thing is a uh, it's a good opportunity to introduce kids, and they get to run around, stomp around in the woods, and, yeah. You know, watch the dogs work. What kid doesn't like a dog? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> action packed. So it's a good way to learn all the yeah. hunter safety. It's a good rules way to introduce and, them to yeah. it and uh, make it a practical application of the stuff you hear yeah. in class or whatever. It's gun safety, and so you can actually show them that. Hopefully, they'll leave with the, you know the knowledge, successful hunt, and uh, also a little fire lit. Yeah. You know, that progress throughout their life of outdoor yeah. activities. Sure. So, uh, I assume, do we keep up with the squirrel population the way kind of we do with with deer? Uh, if we do, Gerard, I don't have those numbers on. Uh, we do monitor it as far as um, number of harvest, numbers, and, and, and all that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, we keep up with that and, and mandates that people actually pursue those on our state owned lands. Yeah. Um, it's a. Um, it it may be kind of overlooked, yeah. You know, as you know, a lot of people grew up doing the small game stuff or introduced to it years ago, and um, it may be something that people kind of they think that hunting season is over on Sunday. Yeah. And it's not. You can continue to do small game hunting, which is a great opportunity again to take a kid, yeah, and that was a youth. My, that was my first mm-hmm. uh, hunting experience with my dad was going and Mine chasing too. some squirrels. Squirrels. So, um, yeah. Haven't done much since. It's, it's right. a good. I mean, even. Uh, when we were in college or whatever, we'd take a group of guys and, mm-hmm. and go squirrel hunting that were from, you know, up north or wherever, and yeah. they never had that opportunity. So you got that that too. Mm-hmm. It's really easy entry for someone who wants to get into the the sport of hunting, mm-hmm. I guess. And we got five locations around the state, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and they're listed on our website whenever. Um, yeah, people and all sign those up. details and everything for signing mm-hmm. up. So. Very cool. All right, so let's talk about uh, the CWD oh, yeah. samples. And so uh, season's getting close to the winding down, yep. so we'd like to ask all the hunters who, who either have not yet or have um, this season submitted a sample for chronic wasting disease testing to 
do so um, with the time left that we have provided. So, um, so far we've gotten a, a little over 5,000 samples, which is um, a little over half our goal for the season. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're definitely down, but uh, all the samples that we can get can help. So sure. uh, we just want to urge those people. Um, mm-hmm. You can go by any of our uh, drop-off freezers. Um, there's maps and to the locations of those on our website. There's a video on the CWD page that uh, you can see how to you know, interact with the freezers. What do you need to yeah. bring? What do you need to leave? Uh, simple process. Yeah, very simple process. Mm-hmm. So, um, straightforward. How how have hunters been doing with respect to collecting samples this year relative to other years? Are we kind of on track? Uh, I think we're about maybe a little behind last year. Uh, you know, the first year that we took samples, you know, it was kind of a on the front burner of everybody's mind type deal. And, yeah. Um, you know, the, the way the way we are as humans is, is the the more that we deal with something that you know the more it moves to the maybe back of our minds and we don't deem it that important necessarily yeah i'm just speculating here yeah. but I, I think one thing we're seeing though is is we, we have really good um participation where the disease is present currently mm-hmm. um so in north mississippi we get a lot of samples of, mm-hmm. around the tennessee mississippi border um anywhere in the zone we get good not compliance, but um, a yeah. partnership with the hunters there. But uh, South Mississippi is where we're really uh, um, lacking in numbers. And uh, fortunately enough, mm. they get a little bit longer season than yeah. the rest of the state. So uh, they have a few more weeks to get them in there. So, um, and like I said, there's freezers all over the state. I think, what, 47? Yeah, that's a um, lot. So there's, you know, from north to south, east to west, they've got and those freezer. are on the website. Yeah, those the are all on the website. Those? Yes, and it, sir. I mean, it's fairly early, easy process, is it? Oh not? yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's not. It, it takes a little bit of time to 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 go to the the place. Probably ten minutes because because we tried to locate all of these along major thoroughfares and highways and stuff, going to and from wherever people are hunting, traveling back to the big cities and, sure. and whatnot. So, um, swing over there, drop it off, put your tag on it, and you know, help play a part in conservation sure yeah it only takes about uh 10 to 15 days to get the samples Mm -hmm. back based on uh i guess demand uh so in the heat of hunting season it took a little bit longer to get them back but now they're they're churning pretty regularly around that uh week to week and a half getting your your results back what are you hearing from deer hunters this year as far as harvesting and i guess finding the big ones and so there's been um good success all over the state uh from from what i've seen and what i've heard from uh you know people that i know or you know through the grapevine or yeah through the social media networks sure so we do good a good job at growing uh, big bucks in this state and uh yeah we also i mean we often get <clears throat> overlooked as one of the best states but there's several mm-hmm. articles on online oh, yeah. each year where they rank us in the top 10 of uh, big buck states so and uh, just looking at Facebook and all the social media world, there's definitely been some good ones. bucks harvested this year. A lot so. of good ones. So uh, the fact, Josh, that we're ranking in that top ten, do we do we get people from out of state that come in, buy licenses and so forth, and hunt here? Yeah. Does it? We do. I don't think we draw as you know, you know, like Iowa or Kansas or you know Illinois, something like that. Those big Midwest draws or pulls, um, but we do definitely have people come here uh, seeking to harvest big deer and. Um, it's uh, it's a good resource. We should remember that and uh, do our best to preserve it. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break here with uh, Mississippi Outdoors Radio. When we come back, we want to talk about the turkey draw hunts. Didn't get to that. 
And then waterfowl season is coming to an end as well. Stay with us, Mississippi Outdoors Radio. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. It's time to do more of what you want, where you want. With the all-new Honda EU2200i generator, available at your preferred local Honda dealer, Frederick's Sales and Service. These generators are quiet, portable, efficient, and have the reliability you'd expect from Honda. Come by Frederick's Sales and Service in Brandon and see the full line of Honda generators. Or online at frederickssales.com. Honda and Frederick's. Power you can trust. Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridgeland Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridgeland Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridgeland Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, new button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Gallo here for AC Experts and William Overstreet. I've never seen anybody more thorough. 28 years experience in everything from maintenance to installation with upfront pricing on everything. Discounts for senior citizens, military first responders. Count on William at AC Experts at 769-237-COOL. You can email theacexperts at yahoo.com and on Facebook at AC Experts. And if you mention me, you'll get $50 off your service call. And if you didn't get the number, tweet me or text me personally and I'll send you the contact. Or the AC Experts. Highly recommend Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio in the studio. Major Chris Reed, law enforcement with MDWFP, and also Josh Carver. But joining us, uh, he's communications director. But we've got on the line now Houston Havens, waterfowl program coordinator. Thanks for joining us, Houston. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. So the season is coming to a close here at the end of the month, right? That's right. You know, uh, every every year this time of year, it always seems, uh, you know, people start to say, where did the season go, you know? <laughs> um, some some people may, by, may not be seeing that or saying that, but uh, a lot of us are. You know, we've got six days left in the 60-day season. Um, so uh, hopefully people are going to be able to, to get out and uh, have some at least maybe decent weather to be able to, to pursue waterfowl a few more days before the close. Yeah. How, how uh, you know, everybody I talk to that are avid uh, duck hunters have, have said, where are the ducks? That's what I hear. Every time they go out and they come back, I ask them how they did. Where are the ducks? Can't find the ducks. What, uh, what's been your sense of that? What, what, uh, what are you hearing, I guess? Yeah, so we certainly, uh, from our, our survey numbers, uh, hunter reports, um, you know, wildlife management areas across the board um, have had some, some slow periods, to say the least, uh, during this season. Uh, we think um, waterfowl harvest likely will be down uh, just from those indexes that we have so far on the year. But, um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, in, in every year, no matter if it's, uh, you know, uh, really bad for most people, there are always some bright spots. We've had some wildlife management areas that have, that have been some of those bright spots this year, and uh, so we're certainly thankful for that. Um, and then, you know, private land reports, you know, here and there, maybe they're not consistent throughout the season this year, but uh, there still have been uh, places where people have still been able to, to get out and, and do some good in the, in the duck barn. Yeah, so we should also clarify, though, uh, if you would, Houston, for us, that for youth, uh, veteran, and active military, uh, they've also got some hunting days coming up in February. That's right. So uh, the the weekend following our regular waterfowl season closer, um, so that will be February 6th and 7th this year. We're going to have those two days back-to-back. Um, in previous years, we had split those, uh, having a preseason and a postseason day. This year, there will be two consecutive days, February 6th and 7th, where, uh, as you said, youth, uh, veterans, and active military personnel will be eligible uh, to go out and waterfowl hunt uh, those two days. So want to encourage people if they're managing private lands don't pull that water off the last day you know yeah. walking out of a walking out of a duck blind on that uh that last sunday of the season um still may have some opportunity for birds to use that that habitat certainly but we definitely want to want to still have those areas where youth and veterans and military personnel can get out as well and then the goose uh conservation order give us the details on that yeah, so uh, the day after our regular waterfowl season closes, um, so February 1st will be the first, uh, or the next day, I should say, that our light goose conservation order will pick back up. And we do want to remind hunters that it goes through February 5th, but that conservation order does close down for those two days uh, for the youth and veterans hunt. And then it'll pick back up uh, on February 8th and run all the way through March 31st. And what that is is just uh, an additional opportunity with some uh, some lifted restrictions on uh, regulations that hunters uh, have in the field, um, things like electronic calls and uh, extended magazine tubes for holding more shells than their shotgun. It's an effort that's targeted as a um, a super abundant population of 
mostly lesser snow geese. Those would be the birds that we'd be targeting here in Mississippi. Um, but uh, generally, you're going to be called light geese as a group. Uh, those those big clouds of birds that you may see as you're driving across the Mississippi Delta during the wintertime. Um, those birds are, you know, overpopulated and, um, you know, doing some damage in limited uh, areas on the breeding grounds in the Arctic tundra. And so uh, this is just an effort to, to try to get after them uh, as much as we can before they're heading back north. Yeah, so what? What? how does Mississippi stack with respect to uh, waterfowl and their numbers relative to the neighboring states, Louisiana and Arkansas, for example? Yeah, so we did uh, finish up uh, our final aerial waterfowl survey uh, for this season. Uh, we finished that over the weekend, and we'll have a report coming out pretty soon with those numbers and the, the details and distribution maps of the birds that we observed on that. But um, our neighboring states, Louisiana and Arkansas, were, were similar uh, to our reports in early January being a decrease, you know, or, or below average from uh, what we typically see in our respective states. Um, we, uh, we have a long-term index uh, from our aerial waterfowl surveys that we track and compare numbers to year after year. And um, this, this season, we started off around where we normally are for november um but but after that birds uh you know our, our migration did not keep up with uh where we normally are so december early january and then finishing up with late january uh we were um behind our long-term average for mallards dabbling ducks diving ducks and total ducks across the board not to say that there are not ducks in mississippi but uh we just have not had this sustained uh, snow and ice to the north, weather conditions to be able to to give us consistent and substantial migrations in Mississippi. Yeah. So, you know, there's. it looks like we're going to get some of the pumps that have been topping the news for some time uh, for up in the Delta. How would that affect the waterfowl population in the state? It wouldn't necessarily have a, a large effect on the waterfowl population uh, in Mississippi. Um, you know, uh, that uh, that project would be more geared toward, um, you know, keeping too much water off of the landscape. But um, as, as far as I'm familiar with the, the levels that that project would be operating under, there would still be uh, quite a bit of, of low-lying wetland habitat, uh, the kind of the lowest of the low in the South Delta uh, that, that waterfowl typically use and typically do find. Yeah. You guys were talking earlier about, you know, how wet we've been and even seasons closing down the past couple of years. And, you know, this is this has certainly been a, a contrast to that as far as waterfowl habitat <laughs> goes across the Mississippi sure. Delta. Um, you know, we've we certainly got a lot of public lands uh, and, and good private land managers, managers across the Delta that are doing really good work, putting as much habitat as they can out there. But we never did get that, you know, really big rain event or two or three in a row to get river levels up, and not just the Mississippi River, even those interior Delta rivers. You know, we just didn't see much, if, if any, of, of those kind of flash flood events that ducks will really respond to really quickly on the landscape. We got a couple of minutes left in this segment. Can you uh, help those duck hunters that are just getting out and trying to wrap up the season? What what kind of tips can you give them? Uh, it being so late as it is. 
Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of a, a learning game. Uh, certainly, this time of year, just because you can find ducks doesn't necessarily mean that you're automatically going to be successful. You know, they've uh, they've been highly pressured all the way down the flyway, and we're getting toward the end of the, a long season for them as well. But uh, one of the main things is if we do continue to get a little more rain uh, the rest of the week here, is look for that newly flooded habitat. Ducks are really good at finding shallow new water on the landscape they can they can find it uh even even quicker than we can a lot of times you know yeah. you just come across a, a a low spot in the woods that hasn't been flooded all year but if you get enough rain and put a little water on it um this this time of year is the time to be kind of checking those spots yeah other things are just being willing to move uh we hear you know people talk about especially on our wildlife management areas going out and you know this time of year if, if they're even if they're not having a really good harvest success, they'll come back and say, man, we just saw a lot of birds. We just couldn't do anything with them. They kept going in this little hole. And, uh, you know, that's it, it's hard to make that decision a lot of times, particularly if you've you know, uh, hauled a lot of gear in and worn yourself out and kind of major major spot where you're going to hunt. It's kind of hard to talk yourself into picking up and moving somewhere else, but that really can be a, an advantage this time of year is just seeing where the birds want to be and moving there instead of trying to, you know, blow a call until you're blue in the face trying to get them to come to you. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. So also had a question about the snow goose and the white-fronted goose that we see uh, particularly in the delta. Yes, we uh, we have seen really large numbers of these geese uh, really starting about early December, I would say. Um, our November survey didn't pick up a whole lot of geese, but that's that's fairly normal uh, for us in Mississippi. But um, geese, goose numbers have been really good, uh, high numbers, and and you know one thing that we see a lot of years, even when we have high numbers, they're kind of just hanging around in a few spots, and they're just really uh, maybe north of Highway 82, you know, just really hanging out in the North Delta. But what we've seen this year is a, a really good distribution of those birds, you know, down into the South Delta, um, you know, from, from river line to hill line. Um, so we don't see a lot of people that are out targeting those birds during the regular waterfowl season, but it, hopefully they will hang around after the uh, regular season closes, and we'll have some people that will uh, that'll get out and give them a shot at the uh, at the Light Goose Conservation Order. We'll take a break. Mississippi Outdoors Radio with the MDWFP panel. Stay with us. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. 
Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Since the current pandemic struck Mississippi, thousands of nurse practitioners have answered the call. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners provide over two-thirds of all primary care, reaching our most impoverished communities. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners spend time understanding their patients' needs and save Medicaid and Medicare millions. We're here for you. But current laws limit how nurse practitioners can help your community. Let your local legislator know how much nurse practitioners mean to you. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Dave Logan, General Manager, Canon Nissan of Jackson. 2021 is here. The time has never been better for a new Nissan. The remaining 2020 models have large rebates, great opportunity to save money. Here are a few great specials at Canon Nissan of Jackson. 2020 Nissan Altima SR. 3200 off MSRP plus 0.9% APR for 72 months. LC230459. 2020 Nissan Sentra SV. 2700 off MSRP. LY30-5450. And the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue, up to $2,000 off MSRP with 2.9% APR for 72 months. MW-101377. Canon Nissan of Jackson. Our service department and parts department open six days a week. All safety protocols are in place for your safety. No appointment needed. We have over 700 pre-owned vehicles available. Remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. There's a manhunt underway in Scott County for the father of a child who was found dead in an abandoned truck. Authorities say James Harrison Jr., his two-year-old child, and seven-year-old stepchild were reported missing Friday. Both children were found in the truck, and it is believed the youngest child may have died from exposure. But an autopsy will determine the cause of death. For the first time in a month, the Department of Health is reporting less than a thousand new COVID cases. Today's report of 927 new cases brings the state's total to just under 265,000. With the confirmation of five additional deaths, 5,777 Mississippians have now passed away from the virus. To date, Mississippi has administered just under 180,000 doses of the COVID vaccine. For more information, find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
heading to the coast to hit the casinos or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days when you drive to the coast tune to 106.3 casino radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there and it's not just casinos casino radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one from all of the great restaurants nightlife recreation and more casino radio has it all so when you're on the coast discover everything that's happening from 106.3 casino radio it's that time of the year again like my son barrett and i hunters will soon be heading to the woods to hopefully bag that big buck Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency often works with Mississippians whose disabilities are the result of tree stand injuries. Keep safe by remembering these important tips. Always maintain three points of contact going up and down a tree. Use a haul line and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last. When you see news happening, email us. Email us. News at newsms.fm. Covering every county across the Magnolia State. We're your statewide news source. News Mississippi. News Mississippi. Covering the stories that matter to you. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi teams. With live reports from the games and practices. Plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio with the MDWFP panel. So we've got joining us uh, on the line there, talking about waterfowl, Houston Havens. What else we got to talk about there, Houston? Well, one thing that uh, definitely is worth mentioning as we're ending the end of the regular waterfowl season is to remind people um, not only for you know, we talked about the youth weekend that's coming up the following weekend after the season closes. Just for wetland management in general and for waterfowl benefits in general, we want to encourage people to leave that wetland habitat on the landscape as long as they can. Um, what we mean by that, as long as they can, is, you know, depending on what your management strategy is or your land use purpose is for that property, um, you know, if you can stand to leave water on there until birds are, you know, past past Mississippi, headed back north, you know, whether they're coming up from the Gulf Coast or just birds that are hanging around here, particularly in a year like this when we don't have just widespread, you know, shallow water flooding all the way across the state, uh, this could really be an important year for holding on to that habitat um, instead of just, you know, as soon as you're done with that last duck hunt on January 31st, pulling the boards out like a lot of people do, uh, we can still get some benefit and do some good things for our natural resources by leaving that on a little bit longer. Houston is, um, is Chris, not Josh. Is, uh, <laughs> is there any, um, you know, there's an old, uh, I guess, myth that may be out there. Is there any uh, credence to it, I guess, that doing that will imprint those birds for the next year? The longer they stay, the longer they hang out, the more likely they are to return to the same area that next next season. Hmm. Sure, and that's a really popular question we get this time of year. Um, the best answer that we can give on that is it can't hurt. 
right. uh, to host those birds, you know, especially in a in an environment where they're not being pressured, um, they're not, not vulnerable to harvest. Uh, typically, you will see uh, birds using those habitats pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. And we've flown surveys in February in the past just to kind of get an idea of, you know, what is changing right after that duck season. And it really helps you just to, to paint the picture in your mind of how much of that habitat is going away right as soon as the, the duck right. season ends. And so, you know, we get a lot of calls in February about, hey, ducks just got here. Why, why don't we duck hunt into the month mm-hmm. of February? And really what we believe that is, is that is causing that is, it's, it's not necessarily more birds. They're just being redistributed mm-hmm. to a, a small amount of habitat that, that's mm-hmm. being left there on the landscape. But another reason to, to leave that water on is just for your wetland management uh, right. you know, practices. You know, we always tell, when we're working with private landowners, we tell them, go ahead and have a plan for what you're going to do with that area before you drain that water off. Because if you're planning to manage for moist soil habitat or, you know, to, to do something later in the year, then holding that water is basically going to keep things from, it's going to keep, you know, the, the growing season from getting off, you know, to an earlier start than it will when it's dry. If you just, uh, you know, don't have a plan, you just pull that, pull those boards out of your water control structure and then wait for things to dry up. And, you know, maybe you don't get back over there as early as you wanted to. Maybe it's, you know, May or June by the time you get over there and try to decide what you're going to do with your wetland impoundment. It can look, you know, pretty out of control by then with vegetation. Yeah, un- so, uh, unwanted species, good. right, Houston? That's right, right. Yeah. Can, uh, you know, just uh, a lot of things can get out of hand really quickly. Whereas if you were to leave that water on, you're holding your moisture there. Uh, you're just giving yourself a whole lot more options for when you do decide exactly what you want to do with that with that impoundment. Uh, you know, you can, you can kind of go from there. But you're really limiting yourself by getting it, getting that water gone and getting it dried out before you're able to, to even do anything with it. There's not a whole lot you can plant uh, before <laughs> March anyway. Uh, and, uh, and that's one thing we've talked about before. Um, that agricultural practices have had a, a lot of impact on the front end um, in the fall sure. and also on the when it when it's over because uh, on, on ducks I guess on and on their patterns and on their you know being around because um, you know you get you get the, the the both sides of it people people want to pay for the property that they're managing sure and you got to do you got to get ag in the ground and have a good crop uh, but it's just changed sure. a lot in the last 20 to 30 years and um we'll just you know that's it's, it's nothing we can do about it uh, the practices have gotten a lot more efficient in the fall and earlier seed varieties and whatever the case may be and so um if you can just hold on to the water on the back end a little bit it's uh it will benefit it will benefit everything that you're trying to achieve uh come next fall that's right. You're exactly right on the, the agricultural part of it. Um, you know, that's a, a large portion, especially in the Mississippi Delta portion of the state. It's a large portion of our wetland habitat and uh, certainly, you know, cannot fault a, a landowner who is, you know, that's their, their primary source of income or their reason for owning the property. They're definitely going to make their management decisions based on, you know, what's what's good in that sense. And um, and so that's why we do try to encourage people. You know, if they're if they're not, you know, trying to get an early, you know, corn or, or whatever the crop may be, in on an area to just go ahead and hold that water until you you know you do have a plan and you do have kind of a time frame of of when you do need to start pulling that water off because it can it can help you and give you a lot of management options moving forward. 
How do we compare uh, Houston to the other states, the neighboring states, with respect to our, our waterfowl, our duck season? You know, it's hard to say at this point. Um, our, our numbers that we will get back from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service usually come out in the summertime, and so it's, it's quite a delay there yeah. as far as any kind of statewide estimates. Um, our wildlife management areas, we do have a pretty good grasp on those because we have, uh, especially with the smartphone app, people are you know easily able to check in and check out, report their harvest, and we get those numbers pretty quickly. And we're able to put those into a weekly report throughout the season um, so some of those have been really good. You know, uh, the, the maximum number of ducks you can shoot in a day is six. Uh, anytime that we see numbers between two and three birds per person per day, and that's including everybody who's hunted on that management area, you know, during the day, um, that that's a really good number. You know, obviously we want the we want more is always better when we're talking about you know people having success on public lands. But uh, we have had several areas that have had really good weeks of turning in you know, good numbers around that, that two to three bird per person per day mark. Yeah. Um, you know, other reports we heard from other states, surrounding states, uh, have, have been fairly similar to ours um, as far as, you know, just um, relatively low bird numbers, low habitat uh, as far as, you know, any kind of natural flooding with river systems or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, definitely a, a different year. Uh, maybe as far as results go, maybe not too much different. But habitat-wise, uh, weather-wise, definitely a different year from what we've had the last couple of years. Yeah, we had uh, right now. We had someone from the National Weather Service. You recall a couple of weeks ago that uh, said we're in the I think it's La Nina weather weather pattern, which is supposed to be colder and drier, if I'm not mistaken. For the winter, relative, I can never remember. I think El Nino is wetter. Yeah, and I used to not. I used to not think that those things really made made a big difference. But uh, whenever I, I see or whatever they're projected in the fall is, and it's like the the warmer pattern. Yeah, I'm, I kind of cringe because it does pretty yeah. much kind of hold hold true throughout the season. That sure, it's going to influence the weather, and we want weather, yeah. and we want wetter and colder and. All that. So whatever Nina that is. That's yeah, what we want. I, and it has to do with the the position of the jet stream. Yeah, and, yeah. and way I, out in the Pacific. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and stays north uh-huh. of us as opposed to the um, El Nino, which I believe uh, just stretches right across the mm-hmm. southern sort of half of the country, yeah. and that just trucks those fronts right through yeah, here. The weather definitely impacts those old ducks. Huh. You wouldn't want to fly south if you didn't have to, I don't guess. No, I wouldn't fly that way. <laughs> no, it's a long That's right. Way. You know, when we we spend, you know, most of the duck season keeping a really close eye on the weather and you know, uh, anytime we get a, a little bit of a cool snap here in Mississippi, you know, of course we of course we enjoy seeing that and, and we look forward to those those coming, but you guys just, just hit the nail on the head as far as, you know, it depends on where your weather is coming from. We yeah. need it coming north to south. And the duration of it, uh, you know, what what kind of precipitation may be involved with it. Um, you know, in general, for birds to move, they're going to need snow and ice. You know, that's what we're mm-hmm. looking for to the north of us. And uh, just uh, hasn't really been the case for this season. You know, um, we had some uh, conversations with states and, uh, and provinces uh, in the Mississippi Flyway, and they, you know, talked about it being, you know, pretty cold for them uh in october but as the season wore on you know it just kind of turned a little mild and um you know just didn't really get not saying that we didn't get birds we we certainly have some birds in mississippi but as far as getting those you know really consistent 
long duration cold fronts coming from the north. They just they just didn't really materialize this year. Hey Houston, I know I know we've been talking about the bird part of everything, but uh, on the people part, I don't know if you have seen this or not, but um, we've seen a lot more participation over the 2020-2021 season and just hunting in general. Did that relate to duck hunting also? Quickly, Houston. It, it very uh, very well could be. Uh, you know, we're we're definitely going to look at those numbers and see if we had a big uptick. Uh, I really think that you know overall the driving force on bird numbers uh, or on hunting activity is just bird numbers more than anything. So, you know, when when birds are using a management area, people know about it pretty quickly and they're they're going to show up in force. Appreciate it, Houston. Thanks so much for joining us. Houston Havens Waterfowl Program Coordinator with the MDWFP. Stay with us. Final segment is next. I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. What if you could save a life today? What if you could save three lives today? You have the chance. Right now, Mississippi Blood Services is currently seeing extremely low inventory of all blood types. We are urging all eligible donors to download the free Mississippi Blood Services app and locate the nearest blood drive to you today. Every donation of blood has the potential to save three lives, and you can be that lifesaver. Be a hero. Be a donor with Mississippi Blood Services. Find more info at msblood.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter
Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your neighborhood Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey. On the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack, you can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda's been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire and Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASC certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Centers offers lube oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course tires, just like Kenda. Designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Centers support Mississippi Outdoors, and of course, we go the distance for you. Accurate information is a precious commodity. Get yours from News Mississippi and Fox News. Trusted sources on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Outdoors Radio. You know, Mississippi is blessed with an abundance of fantastic state parks, and one of those is located in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Wald Doxie State Park offers an abundance of outdoor recreational opportunities in a setting rich in natural beauty. The park is centered around 60, a 60-acre 60 spring-fed lake where you can catch bass, brim, crappie, or catfish. In addition to fishing, there's a 2.5-mile hiking trail, playing fields, picnicking, and disc golf. They also have availability for weddings, receptions, group functions with group dorms, and dining. The University of Mississippi and Mississippi State are just 25 minutes away, making Wald Doxy the perfect place to spend a sporting weekend in one of their 10 cabins or 64 RV campsites. You can make reservations by visiting their website at www.mdwfp.com or calling 1-800-467-2757 or call the park direct at 662-252-4231. You can purchase an annual park permit for $50 and that will give you access to all the state parks for an entire year. Also, don't forget to go ahead and order the new State Parks license plate. For $30, you could get one of the first 300 State Park tags. $20 from each tag goes directly back to Mississippi State Park system. We've pre-sold 206, and there are 94 left. Get yours at w, uh, excuse me, mdwfp.com slash park tag. That's it. How about that? Good job there. So had a couple of questions uh, that uh, you guys could help us with in the final segment. How far north are alligators found in North Mississippi, and what are the numbers like in North Mississippi, Chris? 
Well, um, they're found uh, across the state. Uh, they've increased, I believe, in population uh, in the northeast part of the state. Uh, the northwest part of the state, uh, you have the, you know, the Delta. Uh, most of those alligators are going to be kind of along the Mississippi River, and it's by, uh, you know, oxbows and whatnot. But it's all uh, kind of tied with the, the river levels and access to to spots. Um, further information, probably a lot more than I know, <laughs> is on our alligator website, uh, alligator page on our on our website, mdwfp.com. And um, there's not a bad place. I don't know where the you know the question originated from, but I, there's not a bad place in the state to be drawn for when permits go out. It's divided into different regions, and everybody goes for like the southwest and maybe Pearl River. Uh, but you can have success with trophy-sized gators all over the state. Hmm. Interesting. We had another question, uh, Chris. We were talking about uh, chronic wasting disease uh, earlier on in the show. And the question was, can somebody bring a head in that has been in the freezer for about three weeks and then drop that off at one of the uh, uh, the wildlife fisheries freezers? Yeah, the answer uh, to that is is yes. We would take that um, when we do, do the drop-offs. Uh, at the locations, people place them in a freezer, and so that head being in a freezer for two to three weeks would not affect uh, the the viability of the sample uh, when they thaw it out. They can still get a so you, sample. So you would encourage that if they're able yeah, to do that. Yeah, if yeah. you, you want to do that and um, take it over there and drop it in another freezer, when, when they come in, they'll let them thaw out for a few days so they can actually do their operation on there, yeah. uh, that block of ice. So the a follow-up to the alligator question was, what about Tate County? Tate, Tate, Tate. That would County. be uh, Senatobia. Without, without looking at a map, not knowing all the little sloughs and areas right there, I yeah. can't give an educated guess, and we don't want to go down the uneducated guess. Right, right below Memphis, the yeah, state line. Um, there, so. I'd say holler at our uh, agency uh, alligator program coordinator. He'll be able to yeah. tell anything. So okay. you can call our just general wildlife number and they'll get you in contact with him. Whenever. Sardis Lake? What about that? That's right yeah, up there. That, for that, us, would, so. that would be uh, an area uh, to, to maybe check in some of those areas. You know, I, I just don't off the top of my head know uh, exactly the amount of uh, population size in that specific yeah. part of the world. Yeah. yeah, and been there, folks. Sardis Lake's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. And uh, the elevations there—it's yeah. just a great lookout. It's—it's. Uh, we have some um, some beautiful places in the state. We do uh, that people can can go boating, kayaking, just relax at a park. Yeah, um, it's gr- the park there's great. By yeah, the way. I mean, go fishing, uh, hunting. You know, if you want to get away and disconnect, the opportunity's there. And in uh, some of our parks, are some of the best places. You know, to to chalk that one up. And it's cheap. Yeah. It doesn't cost that much money. Everybody looks to save a buck. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Great families, too. So If you're lying about that, you know, I mean, everybody (laughs) looks to save a buck, (laughs) myself included. I hear you. I'm with you. Gentlemen, thanks so much for coming in the studio today in Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Our panelists have been Major Chris Reed, Law Enforcement, and Josh Carver, Marketing and Communications Coordinator with the fantastic Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. That'll do it for us today. Stay safe, everyone. I'll be with you again tomorrow with my friend Rhino. God bless.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.